Welcome to Global View. Disclaimer. The views, information or opinions expressed during the series are solely those of the guests. The host and producer of the show are not responsible for them. Now to the episode. My guest today is Rajiv Dhawan, the president of the Belgium Luxembourg Business Association. Welcome Rajiv. Thank you. Rajiv, you have considerable experience of working with uh, that part of Europe, Belgium and Luxembourg and India. In the past, you've been looking after the operations of Mogadou in India. You continue to be a non-executive director of the company in India. You also co-founded the DMH Advisors, which looks at helping people from that region, business houses from that region, to come to India and set up shop here. Tell me, how do you see the present scenario uh, when you look at India from the European perspective? Thank you, Vikram. Thank you, first of all, to have me on your uh, show. Uh, I have known you already since quite a few years, and it's always been a pleasure to talk to you and to know you and to exchange these thoughts and views. Uh, coming to your question, uh, Vikram, the, the Benelux part, uh, the zone that you know we have been particularly been focusing on is you know for me is one of the most vibrant areas in in Western Europe. As you know, these are uh, rich, uh, very highly traded economies. Uh, they have an uh, they have relatively small populations, but an extremely uh, large business footprint, if I can use the expression, uh, because of the fact that they have been doing a lot of outward trade. Uh, and in particular, when you look at countries like Belgium, you know, which has been one of the forefronts, you know, from the traditional industries and now moving more classically towards the nouveau industries, you know, the new age industries, you know, whether it's the services sector or the internet related sector or the logistics, the warehousing, the cold storage and various other applications, you know. So it's a very exciting part of the international uh, uh, geographical economic arena, if I can use the expression. And uh, it's a pleasure to work there. You know, uh, obviously, you know, we've been hampered a bit, you know, these last year and a half because of the pandemic and because of the lesser uh, allowable movement, you know, in terms of both, you know, the human uh, interface, uh, which is so essential, you know, when you want to invite people to come from that part of the world, you know, to come to India. But I'm sure, you know, once things settle down a bit, you know, that potential will go back, you know, and uh, that will be, uh, you know, a, a nice part, you know, address once again. So which are the core areas that you see today where opportunities are existing and also interest has been generated in recent uh, times? That's, that's I think, uh, Vikram, one of the most fundamental and one of the, uh, and it's really the heart of the, uh, uh, this entire uh, discussion also, in my opinion. Uh, you know, Belgium, for example, if you see, it became a charter member to the coal and steel community, you know, in the 50s, you know, because it was a country that was traditionally built very strongly on the metallurgical sector, um, availability of coal as a resource, and that fed the steel industry and the, uh, in a major way, steel and the adapts, you know, there, you know, which means all the metallurgical industry subsequently also. But over a period of time, when the, these reserves got exhausted, you know, and because of the excellent security system that they have, social security system, which is also an expensive thing for a country to maintain, even though you have a relatively smaller population, 
but it still meant that as a country you needed to kind of reinvent yourself you know and relook at your industries to find additional sources of revenue and uh, you know if i if i can charter a bit of the journey in the last 15 20 years what belgium did very fantastically was they diversified and uh, they developed new ways of you know cutting edge technology as well as uh, their core competence in areas of paper and food processing glass metallurgical of course was very traditional but also in the services sector you know whether you talk of logistics warehouse cold storage and these are all areas you know which i think are areas where india and belgium you know have will have a great partnership going forward uh, already i think uh, even on 1920 numbers india and belgium uh, the trading as a trading partner you know belgium is already our 13th largest trading partner in the world we have a bilateral trade of something like between 16 to 17 billion dollars uh, already but we, but we should not forget diamonds because that also does uh, contribute to yes. to the trade uh, to a to quite an extent especially when it comes to value absolutely absolutely in fact um, absolutely thanks for reminding vikram because that has been also not only one of the uh, very very strong uh, sectors of bilateral trade between the two countries but also it's been a way for the two countries to bridge a lot of the social relationships and collaboration you know we have a very very strong indian community that lives in antwerp in brussels uh, antwerp particularly as you know is one of the hubs for the diamond trading in the world there is extremely strong indian business community that lives there that has been living there for generations now you know and thrives on that part of the business you know but besides i think the core industries that you know got metallurgical and diamond uh, i think there has been a, a tremendous amount of diversification you know and in particularly if you look at the green economy you know because now we're looking at the greening of the economy you know globally you know. and belgium i think has an extremely important role to play there so for a country like india with whom we enjoy an extremely uh, good business relationship so give me uh, some give me some examples of when you say green economy give me some examples of the green economy so vikram when we talk about the green economy we are talking about of course obviously about how we can generate energy through renewable and sustainable means you know and uh, if you look at whether it's solar or whether it's wind energy or whether it's hydro now these are particularly areas which have extremely important you know for a country which has been extremely dependent on coal as a source of energy like india has been even today when you look at the energy pie of india energy generation pie of india i would say that 65% of that is still you know broadly coming from the coal there have been tremendous strides that have happened in the last 5 6 7 8 years you know in terms of a very vision document that has been set by the government you know and i must say that they have been following it up very diligently and india has come leaps and bounds you know in terms of developing what we call as basically uh, Uh, you know the energy dependence and diversifying the energy dependence away from coal and polluting hydrocarbons you know and getting in more on the sustainable means you know which is extremely important and required for a country like india when i look at belgium and luxembourg i think if you if you happen to travel for example to these two countries uh, uh, vikram you will see probably throughout those national highways you will see the wind turbines you know which are operating you know and uh, and and now of course you know now with the technology advancement they are putting one single turbine one single you know uh, 
pole pipe, you know, with the turbine placed on top of capacities of two megawatt, three megawatts, even up to four megawatts, which is very, very significant, you know, going forward. You know. And I think there is a tremendous amount of collaboration, you know, which can be in these fields. And this is one, of course, area when we talk about the green economy. The other is the move towards the electric vehicles, you know, and how we can try and sustain that part also. That means for better quality of batteries, for better quality of products, you know, how to make uh, the the, it, it, uh, the electric batteries sustained for a longer period of time without, you know, contributing towards the uh, trash, you know, in the sense that once they are used and then they are thrown, that will not help, you know. So you need to have better quality of electric uh, vehicles. You need to have better quality of batteries to support the running of the electric vehicles. In all these areas, I think uh, India, Belgium, Luxembourg, I think we have lots of areas for collaboration to go forward. And this is what I broadly call, you know, when we say greening of economy. One other area, if I can add, Vikram, is also on the water side, you know, because the usage of water, the uh, and of course, the filtration, the proper filtration of water and the usage of water and the optimization of how water has to be used for the purposes uh, that is required and then to contribute back to nature in order to uh, sustain our uh, hydro levels as well as our groundwater levels. This is another area I know that they have tremendous uh, scope, you know. And then, of course, in the larger area, what we call the pollution control, uh, whether it's uh, pollution control coming from uh, industries or pollution control coming from the way certain industries are work, have been traditionally working in India. I think all these are areas where there's a tremendous scope that uh, Belgium and Luxembourg uh, can contribute to the Indian economy. What about investment coming from that region to India and also Indian business going there? Do you see any movement on the investment front? So, Vikram, uh, for, for countries like uh, Belgium, if I can use that as an example, now these are relatively small population countries, as you know, that you know, Belgium's population is in the range of 10, 11 million people. Uh, for an economy like that, uh, one of the sustaining features to survive has to be an internationalization of the economy. Because your domestic economy in terms of the consumption is relatively small. So you have to look at how you can diversify and how you can internationalize. And this is something they have been doing it, in fact, for the last many decades and many uh, generations, if I can use the expression, you know, that they've been very, fairly large uh, trading and internationally oriented economies, export oriented, if I can use the expression also. Now, uh, obviously, the areas of interest for the Belgium or the Luxembourg investors you know, into India are a lot predicated on what kind of core competencies they have in their own country, which they can offer to countries like India. Luxembourg, for example, is one of the banking hubs of India, uh, uh, banking hubs in the world, uh, pardon me, and also one of the leaders in the world in the field of fintech, which is financial technology. That's, that's something, again, which is coming up in a very, very major way. Uh, we have been having some recent discussions with some of the companies there. And it's very heartening to know, you know, a couple of them have set up uh, uh, relatively large operations in places like Pune and Bangalore and those places also uh, for the purpose of uh, supporting the growth, you know, and they have something exciting also to offer. When you look at Belgium, you know, 
whether it's in the field of food processing, you know, there has been a lot of investment coming into India in that particular sector from there. Uh, also in the area of the green economy that I mentioned to you, the classical green economy. And then, of course, in the traditional areas where Belgium has been very strong, you know, and I can give the example of companies like uh, Magato, Beckart, uh, even Yumicor, you know, Solvay. Solvay is one of the very big players in the chemical and, you know, Belgium being one of the largest uh, players in that particular sector also. And Solvay has been present in India also for many, many decades now, I would say. Uh, so companies like these, you know, uh, besides being a success stories, you know, in India, and, you know, they also act as a flashpoint for inviting additional investment, you know, because they give like a reference to the businessmen who want to venture into India, that I want to see what has been the result for companies who have come into India. And, you know, I think these four or five particular areas, I find there is a lot of movement, you know, when you look at food processing, when you look at the green part of the economy, when you look at logistics and warehouse and cold storage, because that is an area which is very intimately also linked to the food processing part. Because you want to preserve the nutrition of the food, but you also want to make sure that you can adequately store it for a longer period of time. Given the climate that we have in India, which is extremely hot and humid, in many of the places so you know that's an extremely important part of how do you uh, how you eventually look at uh, uh, food processing in a very very holistic manner and i think all these sectors you know they will be inviting even pharma there has been a tremendous movement from pharma you know from the pharmaceutical side you know in the last uh, couple of years i think a part of that has been also fueled by the pandemic uh, induced uh, issues but there has been a lot of movement side You've seen a tremendous economy con um, collaboration the two countries had on the vaccination part, in not only in terms of the logistics of the vaccination, using the hubs of each other's international airports. So how does your business association help uh, businessmen perhaps build connections and work towards either trade or investment? How should one access your business association services? So... Uh, you know, I have to be very realistic, uh, Vikram, that, you know, we provide a platform which is networking, which is advocacy, and which is also like a get-together platform. We raise sufficient amount of very relevant issues, you know, which are affecting the Indian economy or even which are relevant to the Belgian businessmen or the Luxembourg businessmen wanting to enter into India. And we raise a lot of those issues in a year and we have very, very high quality speakers, you know, who come in and, you know, people who have the domain expertise and the knowledge. Uh, besides raising relevant core-specific issues, we've also been having leadership seminars, you know, wherein we invite CEOs directly, you know, either from the Belgium companies or even from other companies, you know. We've had, for example, recently, uh, Kaushik Roy, you know, the managing director of Philips Carbon Black. We had Rajiv Bala from Barco, the managing director of Barco in India. We had uh, recently also... Um, uh, uh, Mr. Vivek Bide from John Cockrell. We had uh, 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 from Comsol, uh, Siddharth from Comsol, that's a Luxembourg entity. And we also had uh, uh, Vivek Bide from Tractabel recently, you know, which has been operating in India and it's got, uh, you know, a manpower load of five, 600 engineers and works a lot in, you know, different parts of the country for engineering consulting operations. So that besides, you know, uh, besides the leadership and the core part of the uh, events that we focus on. Our objective is to sensitize, to bring to the focus those subjects which are relevant. 
we are in regular touch with the Belgium Indian Chamber of Commerce in in in, in industry that's called Biki, which has got a huge member base, you know, in Belgium, you know, and it's headed by uh, Baron Philip Vlerik, you know. Uh, so along with him and uh, the secretarial support provided by Bridget Kleisen, we we really uh, you know uh, uh, do a lot of these collaborative events or events, you know, wherein we feel that it is necessary. We feel that from their point of view to highlight an issue one. In India, we work closely with the uh, Indo-Dutch. We work closely with the Indo-Belgian Chamber in in Mumbai, which is uh, headed by Anish Chakravarti. You know, who works with Deloitte. You know, so you know we do a lot of these activities. You know, wherein uh, we do on a collaborative basis because the issues are common, and also going across to our friends in Belgium. You know, where we want to sensitize issues. So. BLBA provides a platform that provide uh, the platform's objective is advocacy, network, and getting together the people, you know. And then, you know, we leave it to the individual businessmen, you know, uh, to strike a deal on their own. But if they need the support of the BLBA, we are always there to help, support, and uh, take them to the additional step forward. And through our, the expertise of our members and the course, we are providing them any support that they need. So the way ahead is collaborations. That's how you see it. It is. One needs to tie up, one needs to network. Thank you, Rajiv. Thank you for sharing your views with us. And we wish you luck. Thank you so much, Vikram. It's been a pleasure always to, uh, to talk to you. And I wish you the best.